podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 20th, 2021. Fresh back after an international break hiatus. With me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. And joining us again this week for his second run at um, the guest spot of three is Connor Mack. How are you doing, Connor? Yeah, very well, guys. How are you? Yeah, fine. Apart from I fucked the intro. Uh, my name's Andy Vaughn, by the way. There we go. <laughs> and, I, and I am your host, as always. That's the first bit. I th- I've, I've, d- I've done hundreds of these and I've yeah. never forgot that. Amazing. That's what one week off does. That's it. Just, it ruins your ruins your stuff. That's why James Milner doesn't miss a game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he just forgets how to play football. <laughs> ruins the flow. No, but it's good to be back. Um, international games, actually. I used to hate them, but as a Scotland fan, they're becoming more entertaining. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, we were both at the game last night. Uh, yeah. yeah, Scotland played well. Shockingly. Like, just... Yeah. We, we played as, as... Yeah, concerningly well. Um I yeah. looked at I've got the Footballogy app, which used to be called Groundhopper. And basically you just it works on GPS and it's like you log into a game and it just it's a way of recording all the football games you've ever been at. And you can't really cheat it because if you're not close to the ground, it, it doesn't give you it as an option to to sign in. Hmm. Um but as soon as I logged in, it was like you were at this game eight years ago and it was a picture <laughs> from the stand in Hamden mm-hmm. where you could see every single seat. Like yeah. because there was no one there apart from in the north stand. Like, all the other stands were empty, and it was nil nil against the USA. Oh, that's one of the yeah. worst games of football I've ever seen. I was yeah, at that as remember? well. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I've got pals from pal of mine from work was at the game with her little boy, and I don't think she's a big football fan, but her son's reached the age where he wanted to go to a game, so she was messaging us and being like, "This is amazing." I was like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> <laughs> this is not what usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't think this is what every game is like because it's not. I've been at nil-nil friendly draws against Austria on like a Tuesday night when there's been less than five thousand there. That's what. That's what you're putting this. But this is what the road you are starting that young man down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, be careful. <laughs> Anyway, I'm probably taking too long in the intro here, and it's because I had an absolute shocker two weeks ago. The international break came at a very, very good time for me, um, and I was hoping we could maybe hurry this along, but there's no way Gordo or Connor would allow for that. No. So we'll, re- <laughs> we'll recap on what happened a fortnight ago, um, and I got our banker our banker bets off to a horrendous start um, with a Chelsea home win at, um, against Burnley. Uh, this ended one one each in a game that Chelsea should have won about six nothing. Uh, <laughs> Burnley had one shot and it was like in the 80th minute and it went in and Chelsea just squandered every single chance they had. Uh, list, I didn't watch the game, but I was listening to the the commentators after it. Um, I was watching the Dundee United game at the time, so uh, just nasty. And it was a show of what the rest of my weekend would have been like. But thankfully, my colleagues. Picked up a lot of the slack before now it goes. So, Gordo, tell us how you got on. Speaking of slack, uh, my my all my games were Sunday. So actually, I had a, I had a Sunday fourfold on that was only it was only spoilers was only let down by my outsider. But um, I had Sport and Lisbon away at Pacos Ferreira. Uh, they were six to eleven uh, for this game, which is quite a lofty banker. Mm. Uh, they won two 0 
they were up 3-0 at one point, we got a goal varred off. There was no way that Ferreira were getting anything out of this game. And it's nice to just have one where there was just zero drama. Uh, so yeah, my banker come in, 2-0 Sporting. On to Connors, who had a great it's, banker. You know, it, it, with your banker as well, it's quite nice as well. You, you gave the correct score as well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Didn't take it, made nothing from that. Um, <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, so my, my banker was on Saturday, uh, the non-traditional kickoff time, a quarter past three. So after all the crowd trouble, we got the game started. Um, and I, I picked Brescia at four to seven against everybody's favourite second team, Paul Danone. Um And it finished one nil Brescia. Um, it was no sweat, really. They absolutely battered the game. No, they were terrible. They were rubbish <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> And I was I was I was talking to Gordo while while the game was on, and I was like, "We're 15 minutes to go." I was like, "This is ending nil nil. I'm yeah. never coming back on the podcast. I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm not coming." And then, as I as I said in the message, I went, "Go, go, let's go!" Through sub Stefano Moreno, and it finished one nil, uh, and that was four to seven. Yeah, the pressure. Uh, as soon as it got to like seventy minutes, I'm like, "This is just fucking Cordenoni all over again, isn't it?" It's yeah. just, uh, but no, they got the win, and I couldn't have been more pleased for you on that one. That was a great <laughs> pair. Six to eleven and four to seven are big bankers to get in as well, and I've got a one to four shot that just dies. I must Incredible. admit, your banker, Andy. Like, I, I saw the highlights, and like you said, Chelsea could have been six or seven nil up before you know Vidra tapped in from a yard out. I'm not sure how he was a yard out, but. Yeah. yeah, you're just unlucky. It was one of them. You're gonna you're you're gonna get those games now and again. Um, so I, I don't know whether it's better to lose spectacularly or lose like that when you're like, oh man, could have easily won. But yeah, well, my value lost spectacularly. This was Arvis <laughs> versus versus Mitchelland. They're taking away win for league leaders Mitchelland to even money. Uh, they had sixty six percent of the possession, better pass accuracy, seven corners against two, fourteen shots against eight, yet lost three 0 Wonderful. <laughs> Just one of those days. It was literally, it was literally yeah. the only game I watched, right, on, on Sunday. And I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Every time it'd be like, and I'm like Bet365 as well. It was like, oh, they've had four dangerous attacks and they scored three times. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those ones for everything R has touched turned to gold. Um, and you're, and again, you're going you're gonna to get games like that. Um, I just happened to find several of them in the one weekend. However, Gordon, good thankfully, value for yourself. Thankfully, I got a nice easy value pick in for me. Uh, this was Frankfurt away at Greuther Firth. Uh, part of a double I know that Andy had on that day uh, on Sunday as well, which was good. Um, Sizable double got me out of a hole. Uh, Frankfurt took the lead uh, early early in the game, 75 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, went up 1-0, only to concede a 90-plus-2 goal to former Rangers striker Cedric Itten, uh, which, which Greuther Firth were on track to get their first like points, proper points of the season. Um, they were still celebrating when Frankfurt took the kickoff. <laughs> You could see them like they were trying to, there was guy, so the right, the right midfielder, because it was played at home, was was trying to G up the fans to try and get, and as he was doing that, they just knocked the ball down, put a cross in and put a head on it and scored. It's like, focus on getting the point, boys. If that's your goal here, do that. But it was a great result for me because 90 plus four, uh, my man, R. Bora scored for us uh, to, to take Frankfurt uh as well, less comfortable winners, but certainly winners nonetheless. Uh, and and they came in at twelve to eleven, so over even money. So that was a first two of my Sunday went well. 
and Connor, I believe you also had yeah. a, a good value pick. Uh, yeah, so I, I had Viking on Sunday uh, away to Mondulan, uh and this game was mental, like literally. I've never seen a team batter someone so much and not score. Uh, Viking had 24 shots on goal to Mondulan's two, uh, 82 dangerous attacks to nine. Um, and then in the 78th minute, Mondulan got a penalty out of nowhere. And I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to give up. Uh, yeah. so they missed. They missed. And I thought, oh, okay. And then actually, I, I had it on flash score. It got to 91 minutes and I turned it off. And I thought, I said, coming in. And I looked back 10 minutes later and Venton Barisha had scored a 95th minute penalty for Vikings. Brilliant. To, to bring my even money shot in. Piece of piss. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Never worried. <laughs> is that way? A win, a win is a win. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, you get money back in your account or you get yeah. fuck all. Right? Yeah. So yeah. money back in the account, that's what we're all about. I was I was uh, never worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On to the outsiders. Um, we're not expected to win outsiders necessarily. Um, mine was a 4-1 shot done the United away at Hearts. I watched all of this game. What a great game for the neutral. Yeah. Um, it was 2-1 in favour of Hearts at half time. Um, it was 3-2 in favour of Hearts, um, sort of after an hour. And then they put the game to bed with two goals in the last 15 minutes. So I, I lost that. I was on the wrong side of a, a 5-2. What, what is essentially a hammering, let's be honest, with that scoreline. But the way the game panned out, it was, a, it, was a, it was a really good watch. I still think there'll be value in, in backing Dundee United when you get a big price on them. Like They've already beaten Rangers when they were like over 10-1. to um, They've already beaten Hibs when they were something like 9-2. So, you know, it only, they only need to win one in every sort of five of these games and you're making heavy profit. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not too disheartened from that. Um, Gordo, you're outsider. We already know. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't come in, but it, it gave us good run for our money there. Uh, it, so I'd taken Udinese Sassuolo to be a draw uh, and, it, and it was Udinese 3, Sassuolo 2, final goal, uh, final score. Um, it was two each a half time um, and I was thinking oh this is good like it's back and forth and that's it and then even when Udinese went up 3-2 in the 51st minute you know there's plenty of time to get another goal back and in the second half Sassuolo battered them like they really went at it Udinese just tried to sit in and were like nah we're not going to get anything out of this and they got a man sent off in the 89th minute so even at that point I'm thinking oh it's like maybe they can squeak one here but they didn't quite get it but it's a really really odd game in that you don't really expect the first half to be so volatile and then the second half to calm down. Generally, mm. you expect people to grow into a game, not be like, right, we'll just do all the business here and get on with it. Um, but Udinese didn't, it was not a draw, so I didn't get that in. Um, and yeah, unfortunate in that one, but close enough Close enough that I wasn't too disheartened with it. Uh, yeah, and then I, my outsider was in the Premiership uh, and I had Wolves at 21-10. to 10. Um, They lost 2-0. Um, was the only blemish of my weekend. But looking looking into the game, Wolves were pretty poor. They had a great chance. Uh, first half stoppage time, Jimenez headed over from four yards. Uh, and then Zaha gave Palace the lead in the 60th minute. And then Wolves had a penalty overturned about five minutes later through, through VAR. It was given as a free mm. kick in the end. Um, so it could have been slightly different if they, they had the penalty. And then later on, about 10 minutes ago, Gallagher scored a deflected shot to make it 2-0. So... Yeah, two 0 loss and Wolves weren't very good. But I mean, I, I, like I said on the on the pod before, it wasn't really a results based pick. It was kind of twenty one to ten on Wolves. It was a, was yeah, a bit too it, big, I think. Yeah. When you look if that at game happened this Wolves, week, yeah, I'd still pick Wolves again if you yeah, give me yeah. twenty one to ten. So 
I think it was a good. I think it was a good pick. You just, you know, you can't, you can't hit all the outsiders. <laughs> you can't hit anything if you're me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as evidenced by my charity pick, which was uh, the final pick of the week for me on the Sunday. Hertha Berlin against Leverkusen. I took on a way win at evens. Um, lost a bet. The game finished one-one, which sounds close. It wasn't close. Leverkusen's equaliser came in the ninety-first minute, so it wasn't. It wasn't even like there was any time for me to think this might even come in at all. Um, just a, just a horrible, horrible week that I'm glad is now a fortnight in the past. It wasn't the case for me. Uh, so um, as obviously Connor alluded to in the last one, it was only Brian Mason. His card was his outsider. Same for me. I took Real Sociedad at what I thought was a fantastic starting price of 13 to 10 away from home at Osasuna. I mean, Real Sociedad are top of the league and they, they did take their time to get a goal in this game. It was 72nd minute. They got their first goal, but they followed up in the 82nd minute with an Adnan Yanazai uh, penalty. So uh, a 2-0 win there. Really happy with that, and I'll probably still back. So it's, it's weird because I know also sooner are playing again this week against someone that I thought so it's Atletico Madrid, and I thought maybe I'll go for that, but it's 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 different. Team also sooner playing at home versus also sooner away is a very different proposition. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't sit in; they tried to play against Real Sociedad, and just get done with the Atletico Madrid. You can imagine them just be like, "We don't go in that half. We don't deal with it." But Sociedad won this game for me, thirteen to ten, and. I did not let the charity down, which was a rather pleasant surprise for all of us. Um, and I got the charity off to a good start. Uh, I had Fulham. Uh, at the time we recorded, I said they'd be four to five. And then Mystic Gordo over there said, they'll probably go off at one to two. They did. They went off yep. at one to two. <laughs> um, and they, they only won one nil. Um, it was a Mitrovic goal with 15 minutes to go. But by all, all accounts, Fulham were very lucky to come out with a win. Peterborough didn't sit back at home against the team at the top of the table um, and had a much better of the play, um, but I'll take a 1 0 and I didn't let the charity down so I can <laughs> yes. go home happy. You can. <laughs> well done. It's, as Andy says, it's a results based business here, this, this <laughs> game. And uh, yeah, I'll, my, my, it was nice to back because I put the charity bait on last it was nice to back Fulham and because someone else suggested it they didn't lose which was great (laughs) 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 I must say very well done boys three out of four is always incredible work you know Um, if only all three of us could do it in the same week that'd be wonderful this week (laughs) that's what we're aiming for that's what we're aiming for this week I just want one from you. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> let's, put, let's put that bar really low. Excellent. Right, that's it. I'll be claiming a monstrous week if I get one then. Or two next week. And we'll get on to those picks um, after a short break. But if you're listening to us um, in the podcast format, sport, through Sports Social or your normal podcast provider, uh, you'll get a couple of words from our sponsors um, if you're listening to us on our Patreon channel, you'll get to hear us talk a bit of bullshit during the break and perhaps some extra picks um, that maybe didn't make the show. And you can find out all the details of how to sign up to our Patreon later on in the show. So enjoy the break. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks, where, as usual, the three of us will give you a banker pick each. That's something we pretty much expect to happen, as guaranteed as we think we're going to get. A value pick, that tends to be something around even money, probably good for a good single, or combining all three of our value picks um, as a treble. 
Uh, I quite like to do that. An outsider pick each, that's something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog. Um, so you usually get good prices on them, but you can't bank on them coming in. And then a charity pick each, which will combine into a treble, put £10 of our own money on the charity treble and any proceeds at all go to a charity of our choosing. Um, so I shall start us off with the banker bet. And this is me hoping to bounce back from a fortnight ago. Uh, Saturday at 2.30pm in the German Bundesliga, Mönchengladbach versus Firth. And we already have spoken about how bad Firth are. But I'll tell you how good Mönchengladbach are anyway. Um, they're ninth place after 11 games with 15 points. Firth are bottom of the table, one point from 11 games. So you don't need to be great at maths to know that means they've drawn one game and lost 10 matches. They're just getting pummeled. Um, and obviously their one point came at home as well. So they're away from home here against Bunch and Gladback. So across six away games so far, lost them all. They scored five times, but conceded 20 goals. That, that's just an obscene number of goals to concede. Um Munchen Gladback are actually in some decent form too. They've got eight points from their last five games overall. They've taken 11 points from their five home games. So obviously that's a maximum possible of 15 and they've taken 11. So they're good. It's not just anyone against Firth. It's a team that actually are much, much better than them. Two to seven. That's a mental price. Like yeah. I'd probably still look at this if it was one to six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked at that. I looked at that and just didn't want to dice with Firth because of the the, the yeah, because it's gonna happen at one point. They're gonna come good. And no, I've had my not. week. They're not had, they're not come good, but they're gonna do is once right. But I'm happy to we'll just rotate it, Con. If you want to take them next week, mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> do you, know, do you yeah. know how good do you know how good that pick is? My dogs have just left the room. They've had enough now. They don't want to go Yeah, that's it. Don't need, it. don't need anything. <laughs> They're waiting back munching Gladbach. They're off to their local hill stores. <laughs> I think that's a good pick in there. Um, on For the bankers, for, for this week, I am going to go full John Walker, but, you know, not quite as shite baggy. Um, <laughs> and I am going to take the A-League round one. Uh, so wow. the A-League kicks off. You are round one with, with round one of a, a new slate of league fixtures. Yeah, anyone can win this league, but everyone's going to score. That's just <laughs> how Australia works. Now, so it's Perth Glory versus Adelaide United. Let me just take you through some of the previous games between these two. 2-1, 1-2, 5-3, 5-3, 3-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 2-0, 4-3, 
What a huge banker, but Derby are in some dire straits. Yeah, so they've just been hit with another nine-point deduction today, so it's a total of 21, so they're on minus three. But if you kind of look past that, they'd be on 18 points, and that would still be fourth bottom. Uh, they'll be playing a Bournemouth side who are top on 40 points, uh, one loss in the last, well, one loss all season, uh, whereas Derby haven't won in the last seven. They've been drawing with teams like Millwall, lost to Barnsley, drew with Luton. Um, and the whole makeup of the squad at the moment is kind of, if you walked into a pub and found the local player, that's kind of what Derby's team would be with like Curtis Davis at the back, Phil Jagielka, Sam Baldock. Kind of all players that you got on a free. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think with the news of sort of the points deduction today, and probably I think we can kind of safely say it now, Derby are now a League One side. Um, yeah. I think you know, eighteen an eighteen point gap is quite big at the moment. Uh, and I don't. The, the reason I picked this is I don't see Bournemouth being four to five by Sunday. No. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of why I thought it'd be my banker. Uh, but I thought it's a great price at the moment. So. Yeah, I can't see anything but an away win, really. It's a value straight into a banker by Sunday. You're right, it's going to go off it. But I, I would be very surprised if it goes off higher than one to two, yeah. like especially with what's happened with, with, with Derby. Yeah. Um, I am yeah. gutted. I never did my coaching badges or anything because I have a bet, at, I think it's 500,000 to one, that I would take charge as manager of a Derby County game. One pound. <laughs> As a, a, a game where I had to be the first team coach. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just drunk, stupid, right? Managed to get <laughs> someone that would, that would do that. A uh, uh, big poker player that had the bankroll that would take. He was like, I'll take a three pound. <laughs> but now would have been the time. Because yeah, I probably could have gone, look, lads, I'll give you 200,000 pounds <laughs> if, you, if you let me be the first team coach for just one match. But, you know, you, you need to have qualifications. I never took it that seriously. Put that bet on about 12 years ago. Should have seen it through because the stars have aligned. That's <laughs> it. They've, they've, they've set up for you. I like the pick. I like the pick. Um, on to the value picks. I'm in England for, for this one, Connor. And this is the pick that all three of us, I think, wanted as our value pick this week. Yeah. It just so happened when we were talking about it, I brought it up first. So therefore, you know, first move in advantage, I get I get to read it out. But as Gordo says, because all three of us love it so much, it's probably the one that's now gonna now gonna Oh yeah. It's it's eleven of twelve this week. I mean we know why. <laughs> and th- and yeah. this is it. So it's Wolves versus West Ham United. It's good traditional kickoff time, three PM on Saturday. Um and we all know how good West Ham have been so far this season third in the league 23 points joint with Man City only three points behind league leaders Chelsea um, they've taken 12 points in the last five matches basically surpassed everyone's expectations so far um, they've also been really really good away from home they're unbeaten away from home this season five away matches 13 points so that's four wins and just the one draw Wolves are in eighth which let's be honest is good but the majority of their points have actually come away from home. They, they do better on the road than they do do um, at home. They've only managed six points from five home games at Molyneux. So I'm surprised West Ham aren't closer to evens here. You're getting them at 13 to 10. And that's what I think the value is. Because if I was pricing this game up, I'd probably have them clo- either closer to evens or maybe even like 9 to 10 or 10 to 11 or something like that. So there's a, there's a good bit of wiggle room there. Where I'd still buy them, them at 9 to 10 as well. Like, I, in this yeah. game, yeah. 
Yeah, so exactly. So 13 to 10, huge. It's, it's a massive price. And we all like it. So for for uh, a behind the scenes special, uh, we all have a Facebook group where we're talking about our picks and various different things. And I try not to look at anyone else's picks while I've done mine. So if I come up with another one, then you're like, oh, we're on the same page. This is the first, I think it's the first time that all time. three people have looked at a game and went, that's my value pick. But uh, yep. yeah, so it, it was good in there. Fortunately, I think I've got another really good value pick in here. Um, and it meets quite a lot of the criteria of uh, previously stated, which is good teams playing against shit teams. Um, and this is Sierra B. Um, this is Saturday at half past five. LR Vicenza versus Brescia. And I'm going to take Brescia away from home Ooh. at the rather ridiculous odds of 12 to 11. Now, the Sierra B... It's full of teams that just win all their home games and draw all their away games. I get it. I understand that. And I know that's why the home was there. However, LR Vicenza have won one game in their last 15 matches when they've played at home. Right? They are awful. They are second bottom of the league. Their only points of the season came in a 3-2 win. I, Connor, I'll let you guess who they beat 3-2. Uh, it must be Porto now, now. Pordenone, yeah, the only <laughs> other team down the bottom of the league. Um, Brescia are top of the league, and they're top of the league by a point. They're up there with Lecce and Pisa. Uh, you know, Vicenza have scored 10 goals, conceded 24. Brescia scored 23, conceded 14. This team, like, this actually leads in the only other team. So Vicenza are on four points, Pordenone on three. The only other team that Vicenza have taken a point off of are Monza, who I will be backing against in the outsider slot. And that came in the previous week. Brescia should be well good for a win here. And I like them at what I consider the rather ridiculous odds of 12 to 11. So that's my value slot here. I like it. You know, I did, I did look at the game, then I thought, you know, for 78 minutes, I was having a heart attack two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fancy backing Brescia this week. Yeah, I like that's, it. Why, that's why I didn't take Greuter back against Greuter Firth this week. Like, I've had my heart attack. I'm happy to move it to someone else. So what have you got in the value slot then? What was your what was your pick, Connor? Uh, so there were, uh, there were, there were loads, uh, like I said before. But I've landed on uh, a game in England uh, in League Two at three o'clock, the traditional kickoff time. Uh, and I've, Picked Port Vale at 12 to 11 away at Oldham. Uh, this is third Port Vale versus second bottom Oldham. Uh, I, like that all, I like that already. Wait. Yeah, that's it. I'm, not, I'm done. That was it. No, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's lots of things going on. It's, it, it's a bit like Derby, really, with Oldham. There's lots of uh, administration talks and financial takeover talks. The fans are not happy with the owner, and they've not won in their last seven games. Uh, they've won one, sorry, of the last seven games, and that was against Stevenage, who are directly above them, who sa- who actually sat their manager yesterday, Alex Ravel. So you can kind it's of not good omens at Stevenage, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Port Vale are very free scoring. Uh, they don't mind playing home or away. They've got the third best record away from home, fourteen points from the last eight. Whereas Oldham are mints at home, rubbish, absolutely rubbish. Um, and at 12 to 11, I, I think this will be pretty easy, I think. I like yeah. it. I like, it so I, I like everything yeah. about that. As soon as you yeah. said the table, I was like, right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're coasting <laughs> from here. Yeah, There's just going to be a theme with all my picks here. It's just going to yeah. be top versus bottom. Top versus done. bottom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try and find an outsider there. That's hard. Ah. Ah. Yeah, he's got ah, it. He's ah, coming. Ah, well. well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Talking of outsiders, moving on to the outsiders. I'm back in Germany in the Bundesliga again, Saturday at 7.30pm UK time for Bremen versus Schalke. So we're 13 games into the Bundesliga. Schalke are fifth, Bremen are in eighth, but they're separated by only the three points. The reason I like Schalke here, so that's the away team, is that you're getting nine to four on them and they've been great on the road. Um, In fact, they're the third best team in the league when you only consider away from home games. The goal difference is also in Schalke's favour. So they've got a plus six goal difference and, and they're obviously three points higher, while Bremen are on a level zero goal difference, same amount scored as conceded. I think the game's a coin flip at best. So I'll take the team that I think is actually slightly better quality, even though they're away from home, because of the 94 price tag. So Schalke for me. Yeah, I, I saw, I, I like the pick. I do. I think the price is completely wrong, like you said. Um, they, they, they have lost their last two, haven't they? But yeah. they're against good teams like Darmstadt and Heidenhelm. Uh, Hyden, yeah, it's Heidenhelm. Um, but I, I also think they have probably the best striker in that league as well. So... Uh, they got Simon Tirodda up front. So uh, yeah, Tirodda, who he did. He's such a service. Was it Cologne he played for for years? And he was uh, Hamburg. Buying them. It was Hamburg, Hamburg. Sorry, yeah, it was Hamburg. Hamburg yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, happy with that, Andy. That, that's yeah. that's all right in there. Um, as discussed, I will be backing against Monza in the uh, the outsider slot, and I'm going to be taking Como uh, away from home here. Now, this is not a clean cut. Brescia style game here this is 7th versus 11th separated by 1 point Monza are decent at home Como are alright away I just think this game is much again much more of a coin flip than, than the bookies are giving them credit for you can get Como at 12-5 to 23-10 um, in this spot here and I like them here and it's because they're both teams that Como have played tough teams away and they've got draws and they've got late winners and they've managed to do it. You know, it's not... Generally, when you look at Italian football, it's like when you look at like their home versus away record for like previous ties, it's like home, 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 draw, home, home, home. It's not like that. Como have got a history of, you know, they've, they've beaten Monza here in this spot. Um, Monza drew with Vercent. This is the one of the other thing, as I discussed, Monzo drew with Vicenza or Monza drew with Vicenza um, two weeks ago. Machenza are awful, as discussed. And, you know, Brescia are going to get them a hiding this weekend. And I hope that Como can sneak a win against Monza in this spot. So I'm going to take them here. You're getting them at 12 to 5, 23 to 10. And I think it's a it's a decent spot to be taking them in. I like it. Yep. Okay. Uh, so my outsider, I'm going to start Top versus bottom. I'm very close <laughs> Would that, would you would you guys know who is top of League One in England? Lincoln is it Lincoln Redams? No, uh, not Redams. They're, they're Gibraltar. Yeah, Gibraltar. I was thinking Lincoln. I was thinking Lincoln because Lewis Farini's playing for the Scottish Under Twenty Ones <laughs> tonight, so they're the only team I get. Uh, no, who is it, Connor? Who's who are the top? Tranmere. It's, it's Plymouth Argyle. No chance that I got that. Plymouth Argyle, and that's who I'll be backing in my outsider slot. At five to two, first plays eighteenth. Oh, five bottom. To yeah, but for the eighteenth uh, position team are actually Charlton. Um, okay. They played Charlton away from home. Uh, Plymouth are on thirty-six points. Charlton are on nineteen. Plymouth haven't lost since the opening day of the season. Wow. Um, and 
And I believe that this price of five to two is because Charlton have kind of hit a bit of form. This is actually first versus fourth in the form guard over the last five games. Wow. Uh, Charlton, uh, Charlton sat Nigel Atkins and brought in caretaker coach Johnny Jackson, bit of a Charlton legend. And they've kind of turned things around a little bit. But Plymouth are the absolute form team of that league. They doesn't matter if they're home or away. They've beaten Bolton, Sunderland, Ipswich, and Lincoln this season already. Home and away. Top, 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 top of the league. league <laughs> all the way, all the way from Gibraltar. All the way yeah. from Gibraltar. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And five to two is a ridiculous price. I can understand that Charlton are a big name club in League One but they've only just started coming back into some sort of form. And, and like I said, Plymouth haven't lost since the opening day. Um, so, yeah, I'll snap five to two off and that'll be four for four for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I like I a mean, lot. Ch- Charlton have taken nine points from nine games at home this season and you're getting five to two on the opposition who have taken who 15 points from yeah. eight like yeah, yeah. away from home. That is ridiculous. Oh, great pick. That's a good spot. I like it a lot. Yep. Very good. Um, so I'll have a wee Trixie on those outsiders because uh, I like the sound of all three of them. Moving on to the charity treble. So this is a pick from each of us. No pressure. You don't want to let it down like I did the last time out. Um, 10 pounds of our own money on to a treble and all the proceeds go to a charity of our choosing. My game is Sunday at 3pm. Don't know how that works out, whether that'll be the last game because it's a Sunday. Might be. Uh, so it might, all, might all be riding on this. FC Copenhagen versus Aarhus and the home win for FC Cole is 7-10. to 10. Um, Aarhus got quite frankly mad result two weeks ago against Mitchell in the 3-0 where everything that they did just turned to gold. It's just not sustainable um, in my eyes. They're a decent team, but Copenhagen are better and Copenhagen are at home. Uh, so Copenhagen are second in the league, but they've scored a huge 30 goals and only conceded 11. So that's like that just shows you what sort of team they are. Aarhus are seventh. Sounds good, but it's a 12-team league, so it's not that impressive. It's, um, it's bottom half. Um, they've scored 13. So Copenhagen scored 30. They've scored 13 and conceded 17. Should be a comfortable home win for Copenhagen, and I like the 7 to 10 price. Yeah, uh, happy to take that. Uh, just Aarhus. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> mental. It was mental like two weeks ago. It's not going to happen again. They've, they've had their flash in the pan. Lightning doesn't yeah. strike twice and all that stuff. Happy, happy with it then. Uh, I am Saturday, my game, uh, a three o'clock kickoff, very traditional time here. Now, this may be the best or worst pick I've ever brought to the podcast, right? And it's <laughs> Aston Villa at home to Brighton, right? And I am looking at this game. Well, hang Villa- on, hang on. Ask, wait, 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 wait. Can you tell what side he's going to be on, Connor? Uh, well, well, yeah, because he knows because he's read through the thing. All I'm going to say is it's the worst pick I've ever seen. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, see, when, see, when you read that, see when you read that game out, I'm like, Draw. Hang on, what what side what side are you going to be on? Here? Like really, you like there's nothing that jumps out at me at all in that game that I would, means I would want to touch it. Like that's just a game that I just avoid. No. Like I just don't don't even so, need to know. What's happening. Villa have lost their last five games in a row, and uh, Brighton have pretty much drawn 
their last, well, they, they've drawn their last four. One of them was a cup game that they, they ended up losing uh, and they beat Brentford 1-0 before that. Now, I like Villa here. Right? <laughs> and I like Villa here. They've just brought a new manager in. Their players are going to be well up for the game. I think Brighton are really susceptible to counter-attack stuff. Like, when you look at Brighton do really well against teams when they get to sit in and counter. And I don't think Villa are that because they're lacking confidence at the moment. Now, I like Villa here because I think this is going to be the turning point in their season. And I don't like Steven Gerrard, to be honest. It's not, it's that I have, he's Liverpool legend, fantastic. He did really well with Rangers. I don't think he's a fantastic manager. I do, however, like the team he's brought from Rangers, who I think have done most of the job for him behind the scenes. And he's take, you don't see many managers that go and go, I'm going to take four guys with me, right? Like as a backroom staff, like as Michael Beale has been, was single-handedly the reason in my book that, that Celtic didn't win, but apart from Neil Lennon being absolutely awful, that, that, that Celtic didn't win their 10 in a row. He really did all the backroom stuff here. And I think he's going to have a field day at Villa. He'd nay money at Rangers to do it. And I think he, he, he found guys that consistently performed for him. I think this will be, he, he obviously can't do that for this game. I think new manager bounce will take, I think Villa will win this game comfortably. And I'll think they win probably two or three nil. Um, they're three to two. If they don't win this and your double, the other side of the double, I'll donate to the charity what the value <laughs> of that double would have been. Like I'm quite happy to do that because okay. I know this pick is is stupid risky, but I think it's worth the risk in this spot. Oh, so um so you're getting you're getting eight to five on them at home. This doesn't seem enough. I do I do like <laughs> I just I don't think think Brighton are Brighton have done well. And, you know, they, they have done, they've scored 12 goals, they conceded 12 goals. They're, they're in a decent spot in the league. You know, when you look at, you look at Brighton, they're in seventh. Aston Villa are in 16th. Uh, they've conceded six more goals than they've scored. I, I just think Villa will win this game. Like some games you can go on, like you can look at games and provide as much reasoning as you want. And sometimes you get absolutely shafted, right? I'm providing yeah, yeah. very little statistical reasoning for this game going Aston Villa's way. But I am providing the fact that if the other two come in, I'll still donate the rest to charity because that's how confident I am with this. Okay, so okay. Villa at home, don't let me down, John McGinn. Um, <laughs> Connor, what's, what's, what's going to make this three of three? Uh, it'll be it'll be dead by the time it gets to my yeah. game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine mine is Sunday at one o'clock, uh, and we're going to Turkey. Uh, yes, to back Konya Spore at home to Rizzo Spore at seven to ten. And I'm just going to put this in bullet points. So I'm not going to mince around this. Mm-hmm. Rizzo Spore have not picked up a single point all season <laughs> yes. away from home. <laughs> they are mints. <laughs> uh, whereas Konya. Haven't lost at home. This is third versus bottom. That's it. <laughs> this will be a winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Konya Sport beat like, Fenerbahce a couple of weeks yeah, ago. That's what yeah. was impressive. Like they, yeah. they've done, they, they very narrowly lost away from home at Galatasaray as well, where they had a man sent off like 20 minutes into the game and lost 1-0, which is yeah. pretty incredible playing against one of the teams that you generally bosses that league. Yeah, I like this pick. I, hadn't, I didn't actually look in Turkey this week um, because, yeah, it was, uh, yeah and I... I generally would, but having a look at that pick, post it, great shout in there. So I look forward to a very comfortable three of three. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to back any wager with you on Villa. I'll take. I'm, I'm no, so it, confident. I'm so confident this is going to finish nil nil. 
I'll take it. So so I'm already if your picks come in, probably about thirty quid down. So I'm happy to just eat that and give it to charity if the other two come in anyway. So I am I'm not taking any other side bets. I won't provide any further evidence. Um so yeah, I think I think I think those are there's certainly two very good charity picks in there. Um and the third one, you know, I I, I look at Villa and, and and think this 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 is the turning point. So um yeah. They're a good they're a good side on paper. They really are. They're a really good side. There's just so many attacking players. I think Dean Smith just didn't know. Uh, I mean, for example, I I saw them at uh, at Southampton the, the the game that he got sacked at. First half they were terrible, so bad. There's so many attacking players on the pitch that didn't know what to do. Second half they were all over us, and they, I just I just think that like the additions of Danny Ings and stuff like that. He's had to change his whole formation just to fit all these players in. You know, Buendia, McGinn, El Ghazi. There's just so many attacking players on the pitch. I just don't think there was a system for it. Yeah. But maybe maybe under Gerrard it might change. But yeah. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. <laughs> I mean, the Southampton connection, to be fair, I did want to bring that up. The Southampton connection was doing us an absolute solid last night with uh, Stuart Armstrong playing Shea Adams in and goal uh, yeah. for that. And uh, yeah, it's. I'll be interested to see him. I'm interested to see him play Norwich this weekend. There's another game that I actually w- looked at as well because... Norwich have obviously just just get rid of their manager as well, um, and for the life of me, I cannot see why they're not playing Billy Gilmore on a weekly basis in that league. Yeah. He looks unplayable when he plays for Scotland, and we're not even playing against like this is against anyone. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'd, I'd be interested in what you what you think for this weekend for for Southampton Norwich because that's you know. Uh. Yeah, I'll be biased and say that we're going to win, but um, yeah. if, you know, <laughs> you know, if, if Shea Adams could do what he does for Scotland for Southampton, we'd be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, know. I mean, I mean, under Dean Smith now, Billy Gilmore will play. I just yeah. don't think he kind of fitted the Daniel Fark mould. He's, you know, but now he's gone. I found it very strange that they kind of went with Dean Smith straight away. Yeah, um, I yeah, think, very quick. Very I think it quick. kind of it kind of says something when all the reports say Frank Lampard's going to be your manager and he decides it's not for me. There must yeah. be something, you know, if they're going to go Lampard down. Though? Do you think he's proven uh, as a manager? Jenkins? He's obviously proven as a player and he's a huge name, but do you think... Do you Chelsea team, his Chelsea team yeah. are good. His Chelsea yeah. team were only good after someone who's a proper coach came in. Like, under Lampard, Chelsea were, you know, they, they were interesting to watch. But then as soon as Tuchel come in, you go... Right, this is how you were meant to be playing. So he clearly, I think he would be a really good, like, under twenty ones or youth team coach or something like that because he has an eye for bringing through. Like the guys he's brought through at yeah, okay. Chelsea were great, and he had to do that because obviously they, they were lacking players. But you know, I I, I don't think he's very much like a, the McCoyst, brilliant yeah. coach, not a great manager. He's he's probably he's probably the job that would have been good for him. It's probably not going to be available now. It would probably have been Rangers. It probably yeah, yeah. would have been, but it looks like it's going to go to Van Bronckhorst, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, but ex-player. something like that, yeah, expert, yeah. It, it, Rangers would have been great for him, like Gerard did. I've done, <laughs> I just think he, he must have gone to Norwich and they must have set out something and he's gone, you know, I don't fancy it. They're going down. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're mints, you know. Dean Smith will, will take them in the championship, but yeah. 
Yeah, you're probably you're right. You're future-proofing with a guy that knows how to win the championship. Your season yeah. isn't Park, going well, is it? Park would have done that. He would have got them back up. Yeah, but oh. you wouldn't. So he would have taken think, you down and got you back up. Yeah, but I think Dean Smith has a chance that if he takes you down, he can then keep you back up. Like, so it, see if he yeah. brings you back up, like he did with Villa last season. Like, oh, then he can keep. Then he can progress he can keep, on. Whereas Spark would yo-yo forever. Yeah, Spark has proven that he can't do it with a Norwich side that no. you know I've got enough decent players in there to 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 stay around. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend. There's a lot of games that, with obviously new managers coming in, mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see how they kick off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a bit top sport end to the podcast. There wasn't it a bit more. Was it loads, <laughs> of good, loads of good stuff. Uh, a top sport beginning. A top sport middle for sure for the Patreons, yeah. and then a top sport end. And talking about the Patreons, um, you can join us on patreon.com forward slash bet or download the Patreon app on your phone and search for Trample Bet. £5.50 a month to join the Trample Bet Club. You get a whole host of stuff. You get all the picks from this week's podcast written down in a handy cheat sheet format. Um, little infographic. Lovely. You don't have to take notes to try and remember anything that we said. Instead of the break in the middle on Patreon, you get us talking about all those value picks that could have been on the podcast. I think there was like seven or eight different oh, I picks that are included in the middle there. So you can uh, have a listen to that and see if any of them um, take your fancy for your weekend coupons. We also do various other podcasts around uh, big events, darts, horse racing, UFC, um, golf, etc. And when a big event comes up on there, it's for it's for Patreon listenership owner, uh, Patreon listenership only. Uh, plus, you're helping us out. You're giving something back. Uh, this is hard work, <laughs> so we really appreciate everyone that that supports us through the Patreon channel, um, Patreon.com or the app Trample Bet Podcast. We also have a Facebook group. The Facebook group is great fun, um, free to join. Just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook and you will see there's a community there of a couple of hundred sports enthusiasts, betting enthusiasts, all talking about various different things or picks they like. Even tonight, as we're recording, Jerome Els had put on about Martin Thorsby for Norway, looking likely to get booked 13 to 8 or 13 to 5 if you had bet fair. Um, 39 minutes it took and he was the first the first notable thing that happened in that game was him getting booked what a great pick I would never have, I would never have found that if it wasn't for someone in our Facebook community going here have a look at this so that's made me a decent wedge tonight so thank you very much um, guys any I was going to say any last requests as if I was about to gun you down or something <laughs> <laughs> anything you want to mention before we, we wrap up this week's monster show no, I just just that I think the picks that have come on this week, there's there's probably ten really good ones in there. Um, <laughs> so is the villa one on the on the no list? There might be there's twelve picks, right? Then, so it's, the, the, on the no list is a is the villa pick and one to be named later. Yeah, one to be <laughs> named later on. But it might have been one that we all agreed on. Um, so <laughs> it's, I think it will be a really interesting week um, for us, and I look forward to coming back. Gerard, fan in hand. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, great great picks, guys. Great to talk to you again. Yeah, good to see you, Gordon. Good to see you, Connor. Thanks again. Thank you for having me again. Very welcome. We'll see you next week. That was the Trample Bet podcast for Saturday, November 20th, 2021. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.com.
sports social podcast network